This year, set a self-improvement goal. Like socially dominating your friends with your superior streaming knowledge. Catch up on the hits you missed with Prime Video. From Reacher to Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour extended version. And The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Watch everything included on Prime. Rent or buy new releases. Add on hundreds of streamers. One app, one password. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership not required to rent or buy. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Bob. Hey, Bob. He's a four-time tire rotation champion. When he was a baby, his first words were automatic transmission fluid. Bob's so cool, he has engine coolant running through his veins. And then there's Kyle, also known as Premium Unleaded. Legend has it that Kyle can change your oil with his toes and that he can tell your tire's air pressure just by how you're walking. He's Bob, he's Kyle, and every Saturday morning they morph together to form the greatest superhero known to man, Mr. Mechanic. Check engine lights don't stand a chance. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show on 1110 KFAB. Good Saturday morning to you. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. Get in early so we can answer those questions, get you back on the road, over, you know, show your... Show your relatives what you know about a car. There you go. Yeah, they're in the other room. You're listening in the extra room so you can get your information and walk out and talk to them. Ain't that great? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's coming in from out of town. You know yep. something's broke down. Something's going to broke. Something's, something's yeah. going to break. Something's going to break. You know, you just. You, you, it's a holiday season. What would yeah. that be without an unexpected auto repair? Yeah, you ain't got to tell them where you got the info. No. We don't. No. Hell we, I mean, don't. we search all day long looking for info. Yeah, you didn't there's, know that. <laughs> there's too much out there not to, to know at all. Let me tell you. I mean, it's it'd be nice, but uh, I don't know. It'd be that nice, but no, no. It's we already it's all look. about the search. Yeah, it, it is all about search. It, you know, that's pretty much what you do when you rebuild a car. It's all about search. Yeah, I mean, if you just had everything, it wouldn't be any fun. Once you rebuild, I mean, that's part of the challenge of it. Yeah, once you rebuilt that car and everything's done, you don't need to do anymore. It's almost a big letdown because I got nothing to do on the weekends now. Drive it and hope something breaks. You hope something breaks. Yeah, so you can. <laughs> you fix. got an old car, something's gonna break. Yeah, so you can fix it. That's for sure. We uh, we are Buchanan Service Centers, 80th and Dodge, 50th and Dodge, and Guaranteed Brakes, 49th Avenue and Dodge. So stop in and see us. You driven past? If you need some car repair, more than happy to help you. We got everything else in the convenience store side, car wash. We got it all, all in one spot. Stop mm-hmm. in, we'll take care of you. Uh, you know, it's it's coming. I, I see a little bit of, uh, I heard somebody say snow. <laughs> What's that all about? Yeah, who said that? I don't know. But yeah. I noticed some snow tires are getting put on a couple today, so wait till the other day. Yeah, wait until the last minute. But sometimes yeah. that's just what we do. Remember, but, we uh, used to do this in September in October. Oh yeah, we just had a barrage of changing snow tires on the rear tires wheel drive. Stacked up around the oh, place. Oh gosh. Yeah, and everywhere. now now that we got SUVs, we don't do that near as much. All and wheel drive kind of, everything. Yeah, some, you know, they turned to front wheel drive, all wheel drive, as long as you got a good set of all season tires. You don't necessarily need snow tires, but you know, there's some people that like that extra security and nothing wrong with that. It's change them on, change them off. You get a couple seasons out of them, depending on. Then you got guys like me with a two-wheel drive truck with nothing in the back, you know, just out there by the braille system. Yeah, yeah, but you, <laughs> but you know how to drive it. You just you uh, you drive. I find it. sport in it. 
Yeah, you drive a car every day, so it's, uh, you know, it, it's amazing how many cars we drive for test drives. And uh, they say, well, let's go drive this. Well, aren't you worried about it breaking? No, it's really what I need no. for it to do is yeah. break. I'm waiting on this. I've been banking on, the, on this breakdown. I've been on the side of the road more than anybody else, lifted the hood trying to figure out why that car died. Oh, it's sure. just part of, I, I imagine some people would just freak out because uh, you're going to go drive that and no one's going to die. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. They they need absolutely. It. They want it back. <laughs> we got to figure it out. It's, it's all just, part of the plan. It's all part of the plan. You just get used to it after a while. You know, you just uh, we prefer not to have to walk. There's always a phone call. We always take our phone. We we never not take our sometimes phone. Sometimes a big hammer. And sometimes a hammer. Yeah. And if then, I got a fuel gauge, fuel pressure gauge on a car, and I'm going on a test drive, I'm taking a hammer with me. We just call back and uh, have the tow truck come pick us up. And uh, usually by that time, we've experienced a problem, and we know where to go after that. Usually, only we only get stuck once, if ever. Yeah. Yeah. We we don't usually call a tow truck second time. No. But then we get it fixed to figure it out what what's going on. You know, let's just jump into the calls. Jerry's got a uh, 18 Equinox. He's considering about buying it. Jerry, what's going on? Well, it, it's got uh, about 25,000 miles on it. It's a 2018 four-cylinder, two-wheel drive. It's an LT. Mm-hmm. Uh, do they have any problems with them four-cylinders or transmissions in them? Because so I drive on the interstate about 80, so I just wonder if that four-cylinder is going to be up to the test. It will be. Yeah, it will be. I think about 80% of those cars are, are four-cylinders. Yeah, the big oh, okay. thing with that four-cylinder is maintenance. Maintain it. Change the oil. Yeah. They will sludge okay. up. You will have timing chain issues. I mean, just change okay. the oil. That little bit of maintenance, you know, use a good oil. And, yeah, mm-hmm. you'll be fine. I mean, the four-cylinder, okay. I mean, that's, I mean, it's not an underpowered car by any means. I think that they're pretty fun car to drive i mean yeah and if, exactly what kyle said so you need to maintain that don't run you know it's, it's going to be a synthetic uh 020 in it just maintain the oil like you should don't let it go for a long period of time because once you sludge up the rings you're done, um, you're done. it's going to start burning oil you're going to put it in faster and you can you know yeah so, okay we, we've uh, done some timing no chains in those engines no, no, I haven't not, seen a lot. Yeah, I mean, no, no, no more than normal, but I, I would probably say not much, not much on those. No, do timing okay. chains on them. I mean, but like I say, every one of these timing chains I've done, I can trace back to poor maintenance. Right. As I get in there okay. and I'm seeing the bottom of the charcoal grill, it's just okay. sludged up. But yeah, if you change your oil <laughs> regularly, take care of it, <laughs> you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's. It's only got 25,000 miles, and it's an 18. It's five years old, so. You're good to go. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Just do well, some, thank you very um, much. You bet. Do some checking on it and see uh, why they got rid of it at eight, you know, 25,000 miles. Maybe there's some other issues, but, yeah, just check uh-huh. to see how many. You can call the dealership and ask them what, take the VIN number and see what service has mm-hmm. been done to it. Mm-hmm. Car okay. Might thank tell you. you. Yep. You bet. Appreciate the call. Yep. All right, we're going to head over to Mark. Mark has got a 13, Ford 13 C-Max. I don't see many of those yeah, around. Then, <laughs> I got that from my daughter, and uh, the the radio used to work, and I don't know if you guys know about radio systems, but I did a YouTube check out on them and uh, tried to look for the fuse underneath the passenger side, 
and uh, it fuses fine. But when you turn it on, it it turns on and then it turns off right away. No noise, no nothing. You can't run Bluetooth through it, no, nothing. So I don't know what it could be, but the radio does not work at all. Hmm. Well, you've either got a, the radio face um, or you've got the driver that, that runs that particular radio. Um, there's That era, it should, should still be pretty much primitive. You'll have a solid power to it, a key mm-hmm. on power to the back of it, and then a ground. That's all you need to get that radio to turn on. Yeah, and so many of these radios used to be the whole radio itself, but now they've kind of switched over to just kind of a screen, and then something else drives the screen. Um, and, boy, there's just not enough of those C-Maxes out there, and uh, I know Ford would like most of them to go away. Uh, you didn't want to hear that, but uh, no, they were not, they're nothing but a problematic car when it comes to the hybrid and everything else to that car. So what do I do to get the radio to turn on? Because when I push the button, it just it shows up for one second, it goes away, and then it's, it's, you're, it's nothing. Well, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to take it probably somewhere and have them diagnose for sure that it's the radio. Um, otherwise, what you do is look for a, a used radio, and a lot of times those used radios come with a deal that you're gonna have to program it, and they make it so that you just can't plop one into another without otherwise you're gonna be getting stolen. So you've got to you've got to get a used one, and you got to call somebody, and you got to say, "Hey, I need this program to this particular car so that it works right." We we know it's got power. To, we know it's got power to it because you can it can it power on it comes on. Yeah, it's just the electronics portion of that radio are bad. So LCD screen maybe, possibly. Yep, and then it's like you said, it's the, if it's an LCD LCD screen, and then there's something else driving it. So maybe the driver is not getting enough to what it needs electronically or, or through a data link in order to, to make it work. I don't remember right off the top of my head whether it's just a full radio or not. But, uh, you know, you could go on um, see what see what a used one costs. I mean, they mostly didn't have a lot of problems with it, but yours does. Go on a website called uh, car-parts.com and uh, see what they get for one of those. Car-parts.com. Yeah. Plug it in. And then also I could I could just take it to a dealership and have them try to diagnose it. You're sure. going to have to take it somewhere to make sure that you're, you're – otherwise you're just buying parts. You're going to plug it in. It may not work because you've got to program that car to that radio. Does that makes sense? what again? You've got to program it. Okay. It's just not a plug and play. So they do that for theft deterrent purposes. So, yes, yeah, so you're probably going to end up at a garage or a dealership to, to make sure you're replacing the right part and to get it programmed to make it work again. Yeah, but when you said it was, di- when you said it was diagnosed, I thought that I would just take it to, to the Ford dealership and have them try to figure out what's wrong with it first. Same thing. Yep. Have, them di- have somebody diagnose it for sure. Okay, because there's hardly anything on YouTube for it, so. Yep. Yeah. Okay. It's because there's hardly any of those cars out there. Once they figured out what kind of problem they had, they stopped producing them. Sorry to tell you. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you, but that's the truth. So. Uh, Thanks, man. I'm, I'm a Chevy guy, so I got a Chevy truck. I love Chevy. Yeah, so. we are, too. That was easy to fix. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Nothing wrong Thanks with that. Thanks a lot, man. You bet. Appreciate the call. All right. We're going to take a quick break on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-11-TONS, the number to get in. We'll be back in a minute. 
Yo, to all the other mechanics out there, I only got one thing to say. If you ain't Mr. Mechanic, all you need to know is you can't fix this. My, 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 my mechanic works on my car, makes me drive oh so far. He checks the oil and tire pressure, no matter what the type of weather. It feels good when you don't break down, I jump in my ride and I drive all around. Every Saturday I call Mr. Mechanic, fix it all. And to the rest I don't mean to diss, but you can't fix this. Yo, homeboy, I told you, you can't fix this. Nobody but Mr. Mechanic. You can't fix this. You're not even holding the right tools. You can't fix this. Stop. Air hammer time. All right, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in and uh, get in and call us about that project you're working on, that car you're trying to figure out what's going on there. <laughs> you know, you, you, you've been through a toll, toll bridge, toll spot kyle you know you got to pay your money oh yeah three days last week new york city decided they were going to crack down on some people they seized 44 different vehicles that were registered to persistent toll violators 44 people (laughs) owning more than one million dollar in unpaid bills holy (laughs) i wasn't (laughs) thinking that much jesus So, I mean, clearly, if you're in a hurry and, and you're driving certain cars, you can't bother to stop. I mean, how long does it take what? to rack up that kind of. Well, one particular Range Rover that didn't feel that he needed to stop uh, owed $52,000 in range. In it's more than the car's worth. <laughs> it, is if it, it is if it's six years old. Uh, but it is but, if uh, it's two years old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you know, and they do everything to to obscure the license plates and to avoid the fees and and you know, blah 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 blah. But they will hunt you down, apparently. Yeah, I mean, then you know, once they're pretty ruthless. Once you know, Gee, once you get that your being said, I'm going to start leaving an extra fifty cents. I don't want to yeah, get more trouble, and I got it. When you get your car stopped and towed, and they seize it, and they won't let you have it back, and then it goes to the the impound yard where, then it's another five hundred. Or thousand, or but you know, some people just can't be stopped. I mean, it, that's just that's that's normal. That's normal people stuff. <sighs> wow, <laughs> I got some more. There's I think a, the last toll road I was on cost me like a buck and a quarter. And you don't really want to have to stop, but you just do it. I mean, you don't. Nobody need, really wants to do. You anything. don't need the toll police after you, do you? No, geez. and you know if you're towing a camper through there. Mm-hmm. It costs even more. Oh, I'm sure. I've done that before. And uh, yeah. that's. What do you mean, $3? Yeah. Well, yeah, it was $3. <laughs> now it's $33. What? I'm, okay, I'm taking somewhere else. That's for sure. I got some more of these. So that, that's that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's another one. We'll, we'll go over that in a minute. <laughs> We're going to go over to John, though. John's got a question about jump starting a vehicle. John, what do you? what's going on? Yeah, well, I've got a question. Um, <clears throat> I know in the old days you could jump start another car and not worry about damaging your own vehicle, if assuming you hooked it up right and did it properly. But with today's vehicles, can you do any damage to your own vehicle by jump starting another vehicle, assuming you hooked it up properly and all that uh, to, to your own electrical components? My opinion, yes. 
I've had over the years, I've had more than a few people uh, come in with their alternators bad and uh, say, you know, what led up to this? Just went out. Well, you know, I jump started my neighbor the other day that had a real dead battery. And of course, all of a sudden today, my alternator don't work. So uh, that could be a coincidence, but I've had that, I've had that conversation uh, at least. I mean, when you're jump starting a car. Say, for instance, the car has a dead shorted battery and you hook up to that thing, it has zero volts in it. So yeah. your alternator is going to just start cranking hard. It's stressing well, your car. Then when you go and turn the key in the car, you're jump starting, all those modules are going to go low voltage. Mm-hmm. And that could create issues in itself. I mean, do we see it all the time? No. Could well, it happen? Yeah. Most people will, if they're jump starting from car to car, <laughs> will just hook up the cables and immediately go, go. To Go try it. Straight to the key. Yeah. Straight to the key. So what you want to do if you're going from, well, what I do anyway, if I'm going from car to car, I'm going to hook up you know, the positives, and then I'm going to hook up the negative. I'm going to wiggle them around to make sure I got good connections. And then I'm going to you know, rev up my vehicle a little bit to get a little bit of current into that dead battery of the other car so that it can kind of okay. help out just a little bit instead of taking a, you know, a hammer shock to your car. Um and causing problems, you know, is it mostly going to cause a problem? No, but you know, maybe 10, 15% of the time. Yeah. Especially with all the electronics that are on there, you don't want to chance that you're better off to jumpstart it from a jumpstart pack or right. if you really want to be a good Samaritan. And, and I've, I've told, I've told this to more than a few people that have called and asked the same question. I said, you know, if you want to be a good Samaritan, jumpstart, call somebody, pay for them, pay the 45 bucks for them. And, 50 bucks, it's it's well worth the you paying out of your pocket versus the hundreds it could cost. In abuse to the car. In yeah. abuse to the car, an alternator, depending on the alternator, where, where that alternator is. Some some alternators are a $500 repair. Some alternators are $1,500 repair. So, Well, the reason I ask is I, I jumped a guy, and I'd never had a problem with it, but then the next day the, the, the fuel sending unit stopped working. And I don't know if that would be possibly related to that or not. Of course, then I had to replace a fuel pump and everything. It was seven hundred bucks. There, yeah, no. there's there's no real way to know, but it's electric. It's electric, so you shocked it, and uh, you went. You, you're trying to get that car that was absolutely zero up to a hundred percent and start. Uh, if that was already teetering on the edge, uh, yeah, it most certainly could knock it out. And that's that's why I say. Okay. Over the years, I've had that happen many a times, and I usually just say, you know, did this just happen or what led up to that? And there's always usually some story a little bit behind how they did this or that, and, and it leads to that. And so, yeah, no, that's – I could certainly see that being your problem. Okay. And, and why. Well, now from now on, I'll just carry a jump pack, you know, a jump starter box with me. So Yeah, you, have one, so. you can buy one of those. We talked about that last week. You can buy one of those off you know, Amazon for $100, $150, $200 $200 you just leave plugged in and, and leave in the car. And it's, it's, they're really efficient and they're really strong. And they're mm-hmm. really compact, too. They're, they're about the size of a carton of cigarettes. Yeah. Right. And, and it's more of a problem now than it used to be, say, in the '60s or '70s, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, back then, we, there we wasn't all the time. Back then, never worried about it. But no, no, we used to have uh, back in the '60s. You would you only need one cable. 
Yeah, you just hook your positive up and touch the bumpers, and yeah, yeah touch, you're done. Touch the bumpers, <laughs> watch the spark go off, and then yeah, that you, you've made the ground. Uh, We've done that more than a couple of times because you only had one good cable. So how am I going to get this thing going? Yeah, and you could do it with a coat hanger if you didn't have a cable. All the alternators were hanging out on in, in the open, so if you burned out some, uh, you know, rectifier bridge or some. Uh, yeah, there was nothing really electronic that was official no, on that. I mean, the circuits that were in those cars, I mean, were it's so strong. I mean, the worst thing that you could possibly do is maybe burn up the clock. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Something. I mean, something vulnerable. Yeah, maybe pop a tube in your radio, but yeah, there was no vulnerable circuits in those cars. They were heavy duty. Yeah, yeah. It's it's okay. yeah. It's it's more sensitive now. Much more sensitive. Okay. Well, that answers my question. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You bet. Appreciate the call. Yeah, I was amazed the first time, the, and I didn't I didn't figure that out. I had some old-timers show me how to do that. He's Just hook the positive. Put the positive over here, put it over there, and, and touch that car to the other car. Spark, spark. Next thing you know, the car starts. It's like, right. well, I didn't even think about using the, yeah. the bumper as a ground. It's pretty good ground. Yeah, it's a great ground. <laughs> yeah, it's great ground. Goes right straight to the body and all the cables, as long as you had good good connections. But you can't do that anymore with urethane bumpers. Everything's plastic. Oh, you total out the car trying to get it going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now when you hook up a test light, you have a hard time, hard pressed time to find a good ground somewhere. You're trying to find a. Anything metal on these modern cars. Yeah, especially when you're working in the back of the car. You know, we have something that we, it's called a power probe that we hook on to positive and negative of the battery, and it's got a 25-foot cord so that you know that you have power, you know that you have ground, and you can power something up back and forth clear in the back, you know, if you're working on the trailer or something like that. It's, It's a... It's just a great tool to be able to know because you can't hook onto the trailer hitch because that's all rusty. Everything else is rusty underneath there, especially in this part of the Yeah, state. you're not going to get a good connection? No, no. Why would you? Yeah, so. that tool, if you're interested in doing any electrical work on your car, Power Probe is the way to go. Yeah, yeah. There's you no- can cause a lot of issues with it, so, I mean, be wary of that. Maybe watch a how-to video of what Ooh. not to do. But Read the instructions. There's no nothing worse than hooking a ground somewhere where you had a good ground to start with and you tugged on it a little bit, ground went away, your all your diagnostic procedures go out the window because what you thought was what it was is not because mm-hmm. your test light didn't write. All right, we're gonna take a quick break on the Mr. Mechanic show. Five five eight eleven ten is the number to get in. We'll be back in a minute. The Mr. Mechanic Show is powered by Buchanan Service Center, 79th and Dodge and 50th and Dodge in Omaha. All right, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 the numbers to get in, and uh, let's answer that question for you. Figure out that problem. We're going to head over to Jeff. Jeff's got a uh, F-150, 2003. Jeff, what's up? Hi, guys. I'm looking at changing out my radio. i got enough problems with it. Might as well just get rid of it. Um, now, I have heard rumors there is a special tool that I need to pick up to get these radios out of Fords. Is that correct? Yep. Um, so okay. on the face of your radio, if you're looking at the radio, on the right and left side, is there two holes? Yes. Okay. That's where the tool goes. The tool looks like a weird, funny little wire horseshoe with like a ball on the end of it. And you stick those in there and then kind of pull them apart and the radio comes out. Can't you just take, okay. a, can't, can't you just take a wire coat hanger and 
and and uh, fashion something that sticks in both of those holes and make it work too, Kyle. It's not sturdy enough. Not sturdy enough. Okay. I've tried it. Have you? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you got to okay. go go over to, go over to Amazon and uh, find the, find find those tools and make them work. Hello? Yep, we're here. Okay. okay. Once I get this radio out, anything uh, different about uh, the back end of it, or am I just going to have to cut and tape for the new radio? No, any new radio, depending on what you buy, you'll you'll have to buy the radio. Then you'll have to buy the kit that takes up all the plastic around it to make it look normal that goes in there. You're not going to put a Ford radio back in it, are you? Unless I go to you pull it or something like that. Well, how many times you want to do it? <laughs> You, yeah, I know. That's what I mean. Yeah. If you go get another Ford radio in that particular era, all you're gonna—it's just gonna be bad in a different way because they were all junk back then. So uh, save yourself some money. Go get something that's you know got an aux cord and Bluetooth and radio and phone and you know just spend a spend a little bit of money to make it work and you'll you'll be far happier. But yeah, you're gonna have to buy a right. kit along with it to make it all work and fit in there right. Yeah, I think there's what Crutchfield.com. You yeah. can find a great kid. I mean, you can call those guys, and they'll put everything together for you and ship it to you. Yep. I need the adapters for this, and they'll send you the radio. The, the connectors. The connector. Yeah, I usually have a connector. you got male and female connectors, so you just plug in one side and plug in the other. and That way you don't have to cut up your factory yeah, harness. So much easier. Yeah, you don't want to cut up your factory harness only because they all look the same, and it's just a nightmare. Right. Let somebody else okay. has already done the, the nightmare for you. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Right. Thanks very much, guys. You bet. Appreciate the call, Jeff. That should be a pretty easy job for him. Yeah, I mean, you, you spend a little bit more money than you want. It's either time or money. So you could spend two and a half hours in the, <laughs> in the, the driveway time, I mean, trying to pin out each one of these to make it work, or you just plug and play and call it a day. I mean, putting a good radio in that truck, I mean, it changed the vehicle. Well, yeah. Yeah, you, you won't I mean, want to sell it. Yeah. yeah it was, I mean, now you've got... Uh, just brought this thing back to life. Yeah, I mean, you got you got to listen to your own music, and then you can listen to whatever, and you got to listen to the phone through there. I mean, just I mean, technology, technology. Yeah. And uh, every God mul- bless it. Every multi-disc CD changer that came in any of those Fords went bad. I mean, I don't know how many times people were asking us trying to get the uh, you know and CDs out of there just to get them out so that the normal radio would start playing again. That's I remember my wife; she had to. 2005 Taurus had a six disc changer, but the disc changer was in the trunk. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you load all your CDs into this cartridge thing, and it looks like a VHS tape, and you plug it into this thing, and you go up to the radio. I mean, we went on a long road trip, and you're like, okay. Tired of this. You can't just push a button and change CDs. You got to pull over. You got to stop. You got to get this everything out of the trunk <laughs> to get to the changer to get this VHS looking disc out, and then put all your CDs in there. And then you get up there, and you don't know which one's which, so you just hit a number. Kyle, you just dated yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> now we're into the phones. We we just do it right off your phone. But that was back in nineteen what sixty two, I think it was, Kyle. Oh gosh. <laughs> <sighs> oh well, you know we, we talked about the toll guy that that had fifty two thousand dollars in in uh, Range Rover bills because mm-hmm. he didn't want to pay his tolls. Here's a guy in 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 San Francisco. They clearly don't want to pay nothing there. They just want to park wherever they want to park. The okay. City of San Francisco uh, is owed over two hundred million dollars in unpaid fines and penalties for the result of 
uh, outstanding tickets. $200 million. $200 million. Ain't that funny? So apparently they just park wherever they want, and I guess maybe it has to do with the you're you're getting a ticket, but nobody enforces anything like you knew New York. They enforce the law. Mm. I think uh, they have you ever watched that show Parking Wars? Where they just drive around and they put the boots on people's cars and write them tickets, and they get all mad and yell at them. Well, yeah, (laughs) it it says don't park there. I mean, yeah, yeah, park there. And some of the stuff I don't find people like on the sidewalk. Yeah, I didn't say no parking. What one per one per yeah one person out in San Francisco has got eighteen thousand dollars in uh, unpaid parking tickets. Just parking. So it, it, it's. I don't think I have that much debt in all. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably. This got, he's probably driving a Ford Escort too. You I mean, know, that's a so. down payment on a pretty nice house. <laughs> Here, yeah, right? It's probably a. The whole junker car. Here, I don't know if it even gets you a garage there. No. <laughs> you know, maybe that it's probably a down payment on a parking stall. Well. You could use that money to you, I mean, help a, that guy out. You help that guy out for sure. <laughs> that is for sure. Yeah, we need to find out what kind of, it's probably like an old, like, 89 probe or something. <laughs> shouldn't <laughs> even be on the road. I'll have to do more. Well, it's in San Francisco. It's going gonna, it's gonna to last forever. Yeah, you know one of the one of the <laughs> nice things about being a maybe a technician mechanic in this part of the country is those cars things die like they should. The things, yeah, they <laughs> the, un, the 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 crappy cars out there die like they should because they just don't last through what what we put them. The the good cars stick around and we repair those and keep going. Oh, here's a um, Toyota is coming out and I. I read up a little bit on this article. It's it's a it's called a, a Toyota Hilux Champ. Okay. It's called a Champ. And it's coming out um like a Studebaker Champ. Well, it's it's like these little mini trucks that you see running around. A little bit bigger than a mini truck. But it's only $13,000. And the reason mm-hmm. that it's so cheap is because it just comes bare bones. Sure. And then you add what you want on there. So if you got a carpet cleaning business you're going to add what it takes to put on the back to do that if you got a landscaping business you're going to do that it's they're just like a work truck fleet vehicle kind of yeah they're just totally customizable so and toyota has all that stuff you just buy the truck and then you just kind of plug and play and say i want that i want that i want to i want a tommy lift i want this i want that and then you uh you just put it all together and then you have your truck, and then you have your fleet, and it, you know by the time I suppose it, who knows, it could jump up to fifty thousand dollars. But you have totally, okay. totally customized to what you want. Yeah, you can have a flatbed. They got a food truck thing set up here, a camper deal. Yep, yeah. yep, tow truck. Um, you know all that kind of stuff. Starting at thirteen k. Yeah, I mean, geez. I mean, yeah, that's, that's what a great concept. And if you've it, already thought of everything. It kind of looks like when you go to the zoo and you see their little service vehicles going around. Yeah. Kind of the same deal. But yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. If you've already thought of everything and then you just have to plug and play and, and you got camper beds and the whole nine yards, I mean, that'd be, that'd be cool. Yeah. But, so that might be something for you guys to think out there that have a business and you got it tailored to that and you can't, you can't, you know, you have to suffer with what you have because- that's what's made. Well, this is starting to come out, you know, and it's going to be a qu- good quality product because it's going to be a Toyota product. And you can. The front of it kind of reminds me of the FJ. 
Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. We're looking but at pic- yeah, I mean, we're looking at pictures of it and you can put running lights in the top, make them in a little, you know. If you've got a, you know, a small business, I mean, yeah, that's the way to go. Mm-hmm. Why why would why not? I also seen in, in in talking about that too, there was a uh, a van I seen that um you know to make this picture so you've got a service truck that has those doors on the on the outside of the truck that you can lower and you know mm-hmm. so that you can get in there and grab whatever tools you need sure this particular guy uh took one of those service doors he took the box and everything and then he put it on the floor in the driver's side and then he kind of tucked it in next to the brake pedal and gas pedal and then he has a he has a door that he unlocks and then he lays it down on the floor so he he effectively just did theft deterrent on all his pedals. Yeah. So when you get into the car, you could get into the car and do whatever, and then probably leave the keys in the ignition if you want. But if you don't have the key and it's one of those pop, you know, locks for the pop machine that you, nobody has to. Yeah, you can't except for the pop guy. Roof. Yeah, yeah. So he just has one of those. He puts it in there and he just pulls the, the door and it lays flat. And now he can stick his feet in there and he can drive it. And when he's done, he just flips the door up locks it i just imagine hitting my shin on that thing and i well you you have to he had his tucked back far enough you gotta do some fabrication to it but uh great idea great idea you know it's uh it's gonna be a little bit ugly but you know if you got a work truck who Who cares cares? you know it's if it's your normal car yeah that's like people are gonna make fun of you but I mean, what? Yeah, don't be- go doing it in your Lexus. <laughs> <laughs> but what better theft deterrent do you have? In once you make one box, I mean, you're going to spend days making one box. Yeah, you you can just multiple those up and just start, start mass producing. I mean, yeah, and then that hard. somebody's going to open up and look at that and go, "All right, let's go find another car to steal. This one's this one's ours." Yeah, I'm sure the first guy is going to try to beat it up, but you yeah. know, you can put your safe in there and whatever else. So. All right, uh, we're going to take one more call. We're going to go over to Jim. Jim's got a 2019 Equinox. Jim, what's up? Uh, high beams won't go off when it was foggy last night. I tried to do it manually, and it just kind of hit and missed. So, and that's when you're pulling the rocker switch back and forth on you on the left-hand side there? Yeah, they automatically go on. The brights go on when there's no vehicle in sight. The, the highlights will go on, but... When it was foggy, it didn't sense to go down because it was hard driving with the brights on. So your Sentinel isn't working. Okay, so you're saying the automatic stayed on. Correct, could, yeah. could, you, could you override it with your... If you just turned the, it off auto and turned it just the regular headlights on? I kind of did it a few times. It kind of hit and miss. Sometimes, or, you know, I did it few times and then automatically you heard it. she just shut and go back off on the dimmer ones but yeah kind of it didn't do it manually right off the start uh uh-uh. didn't respond to it mm. that could be a tough one because fog's a factor and you know whatever is picking up the sentinel signal yeah is gonna be kind of skewed yeah because the lights it's hitting the it's hitting the fog and it's it's thinking that those bright lights are on and or nothing's there and yeah that that might i guess i would have to see whether that's on a clear night whether that's yeah before we go searching into the problem and taking the dash apart on this car let's see what it does on a clear night yeah 
Before other, we get out of hand with it. Yeah, because yeah, fog could like you're right. The fog could be the whole deal, and it's lights bouncing in a different way and causing that problem to come on. Otherwise, I agree. You might have a, a the sentinel that that picks up that could be bad, or you could have a the switch that could be bad. But I I think you got to wait first to to let's do some trial and error here first. Because you yeah, never I noticed you never had that I problem. Was in the yeah, I was in the country. You know, it was dark, and I was in the country. If I was in, you know, an area, you know, where there's streetlights and stuff, I don't know if it corrected itself there or not, but I was in the country. Mm -hmm. That yeah. could be your whole issue. Yeah, so it should be dark enough there that you wouldn't think it'd have a problem. Right. I well, I'll kind of see what happens the next time and kind of go from there. Yeah, I think you do some – yeah, I agree with Kyle. Before you headlong into, hey, I got a problem, let's just see because you had extraordinary circumstances that never really has appeared before and the fact that it was – you got two or three things going on there. Let's let's do it on a clear night and see if you've got the same problem. And if you do, then, yeah, you're going to check into the uh, a Twilight Sentinel or, or maybe a switch along with that, something that's, something that's picking that up and saying, hey – I need to be bright. Okay. Well, we'll I'll kind of watch it. We'll see what happens, guys. I appreciate the help. You bet. You bet. Yeah, appreciate the call. On this. Yeah, that'd be an interesting one we haven't ran across. Yeah. But, you know, there's still – we run across things every day we haven't run across. Yeah, that's the nature of the beast. That's yeah, the nature of the day. beast. It you know, keeps it interesting. It's all about learning, you know. Boring job. You know, with the gas prices being down as low as they are, a lot of places are, um, you know, the EV sales have slowed a little bit. Um, it's an interesting article I found. You know, Ford was going to have, um, you had to kind of sign up or they were going to tell you that, that Ford was going to sell EVs. Over half, of, about half of the dealers across the United States, United States said they wouldn't sell electric vehicles in 24, which means that they were going to be a, a, a blue oval training center and have all the EVs and stuff. And you know, mm -hmm. Ford's kind of pulled back a lot on their EVs. So has had other people too, because, uh, I mean, it's, it's a half a million dollar investment in order to do that. So, oh, sure. and that, that may be, that's just interesting kind of going forward for 24. Um, and we'll have to see, I'm sure that's going to come around and, that's going to adopt where it needs to be, but it's just kind of interesting that that uh, it's just it's just pulling back a little bit. So here's another another interesting thing that uh, the British are thinking about doing is um, your driver's license when you go through. You know, you have your driver's license out, maybe go through an airport or something else along that line. They haven't done this yet. Okay, they're thinking about it. So when you you scan your driver's license to wherever you might scan your driver's license, that goes into facial recognition software. Oh. <laughs> and now you're in a database that can match you to 50 million people, whoever's wherever they're at, to, to figure out who you are and who you're not. Yeah. Just an interesting – they haven't done it yet. I just It's a, one of those – Privacy borderline kind of. Yeah, why do we? Why do we need this? What is, What are they trying to? Well, achieve? because not everybody is as honest as you and I are, Kyle. So they're yeah. trying to find somebody. Trying to find the parking, the, the toll parking booth guy. We're trying to find the, the toll booth guy that keeps running the the, the toll booth. That's who we're trying to find. Yeah. You, you drive a rover. Can you imagine if we had facial recognition, we could find that guy. That's what we would do. Yeah. That's just the way it's going to be. So we're going to 
We're going to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Thank you for all you, the Mr. Mechanic universe, for all you people that listen every every week. We, we appreciate that, that you do. Call in if you've got a question. Don't worry. Call in anytime. We're not scary. We'll answer your question. We, we got it. We, we want to have a little fun anyway. So uh, we'll be back next week, or, you know, because we want to do it. We want to be here solving your problems. We're going to have some problems that we got to get solved. So 558 1110 is the numbers to call in next week. I'm Bob. Kyle. We'll see you next week. Experience the life changing benefits of automated insulin delivery. You can do that with the super versatile T-Slim X2 insulin pump from Tandem Diabetes Care. It's been the number one rated automated insulin delivery system four years and counting, according to people who have diabetes, as reported by DQ&A. Snack while you meal prep, doze off on the couch, play into overtime. You can do that because the pump can predict glucose levels up to 30 minutes in advance to predict and help prevent highs and lows when paired with a compatible CGM sensor. And because the T-Slim X2 pump is small and discreet, you can easily choose how to wear it. Wear it out, wear it tucked away, or wear it your way with your favorite outfit. You can do it all. Plus, you can stay connected and informed with the T-Connect mobile app. Learn how to get started today with the number one rated insulin pump, the T-Slim X2 from Tandem Diabetes Care, by visiting tandemdiabetes.com. Rx only, indicated for patients with type 1 diabetes 6 years and older. Warning, control IQ technology should not be used by people under age 6 or who use less than 10 units of insulin per day or who weigh less than 55 pounds. Safety info available at tandemdiabetes.com slash safety info.